place welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Thank you. Welcome to a new episode of Joel New World. Today is episode number 23. Can't believe I've already recorded 23 of these. Uh, I love them so much and I love creating new content for you guys uh, as well as myself. I love going back and listening to um, these instant time capsules, if you will. This is basically what they are for me and it's kind of fun to go back and replay some of these, um, especially some of the older ones that I may have forgotten all the details about so um it's kind of a time capsule for myself as well as content for you guys um i am joel i am your host of a joel new world today is november 28th 2023 and i hope everyone had a very happy and healthy thanksgiving um we did as well we um i smoked a turkey for the first time and it turned out wonderful everything was delicious I let it set for about 225 degrees on a pellet smoker. Uh, it's like a pit boss. And uh, yeah, those things are easy. They're a breeze. You just have to make sure it's plugged in, number one, set to the right temperature, uh, keep it cleaned out, and then make sure that the pellets are in there and it's reloaded and ready to go. But uh, 225 degrees for over seven hours, and it was wonderful. So. Hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving. And after Thanksgiving, this is kind of my first point, what kind of got me there, but we booked a, a staycation, if you will, um, at the All-Star Movies Resort. It was fairly cheap given the weekend and um, how busy the parks traditionally are. So we thought we'd stay there. We've never stayed there before. And I want to give my first reactions on it and basically my overall opinion of it. We were very ecstatic because, um, you know, if you've ever done this before or if you haven't, let's just pretend that you haven't done this before. On the app, when you check in to your resort, you can do it a few days ahead of time. Uh, possibly even, I think, five days, I think it was. But um, you can make a request. And I always like to select the drop down on the room request. Don't let that go 
unchecked or always try to accommodate that or to put that in there because they do make uh, those accommodations sometimes when it's uh, available. So one of the big draws here at the all-star movies is that, um, and if you've ever stayed at pop century resort, it's very similar to that, but they have these icons throughout all of the different buildings. If you will, they have different themings to different building numbers. And we really, really wanted to see the toy story themed area. It's kind of like Andy's bedroom, really cute. Uh, it's got the wallpaper. It's got a huge oversized door that you walk through. It's got RC that you can sit in. The kids can sit in it. Uh, it's got a huge, huge um, Buzz and Woody, Bo Peep, Rex. It's got all of them there. And that's just incredible for the kids. It's like the landmark. It's like an easy way to find the buildings because they all look the same, basically. But we, we asked for that one. And uh, I think our second request was first floor. You know, when you have kids and you have a stroller, sometimes you just don't want to wait for the elevator. So that was our second request if they couldn't do that one. But we lucked out and we got both. So we got to stay in the Toy Story area as well as the first floor. So we were ecstatic when we got to check in around 3 o'clock. We were at Epcot. Um, we went to Epcot for the day to check out the Festival of the Holidays, which is one of my talking points here in just a second. But man, that was cool. The All-Star Movies was really, really cool. I love the theming. And if you're a fan of Pop Century, you're going to love this one. The way I would describe it, and there's three All-Star Resorts. So um, the first one, once you get through the security gate, is sports, All-Star Sports. That one doesn't have very much theming. It's, you know, a big football, baseball, has a big Coca-Cola cup for like a concession stand. And I'm sure for sponsorship money, but... The second star that you get to is music and the theming there. I didn't really get to see the theming there, but that's the second stop. And then the third stop is all-star movies. And in my opinion, I think movies is the superior one of the three based on the theming. At least you have Fantasia, you have, and they have a really sweet Fantasia pool with Mickey conducting the water. Basically it's really cool when you walk out of the main building and uh, the staff was just fantastic they were very welcoming and made you feel at home and just a really fun vibe and atmosphere but anyways if you've ever stayed at pop century or ever been there this is what this what this is just on a much smaller scale and um, pop century it's pretty massive, honestly. It goes from one end to the other. And if you walk one end to the other, that's a pretty long walk. And one other advantage to Pop Century is the Skyliner. The gondola system that was newly installed around the pandemic times. But um, that's one huge, huge advantage. And is why it's more expensive. Honestly, that with Art of Animation, um, they ha they share the Skyliner system there. But if you don't mind taking the bus system, or if you're like us, you have really young kids, and sometimes driving is a little bit easier, by all means, we're willing to drive, especially when it's like raining and things like that, and we, we carry strollers and stuff like that. It's just easier if we drive, honestly. Um, but we do love the Skyliner. We love you know, the boat system when you stay at one of those, or the monorail system. We love those. But the bus system is also really, really good too. One of the knocks here is that it has multiple stops, but I would have to check the room count 
And I don't know if they have as many rooms as Pop Century, to be honest. It feels much smaller, at least. That's what it feels like. One advantage, though, that I did like over Pop Century is the parking. The parking was so much more convenient and so much closer to, um, or at least to where we stayed. I don't know if that's the case for all of them, but for us, it was just a simple walk over to our room. And being on the first floor is like right there. So the parking was much closer and uh, it just felt like a mini pop century, basically. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but uh, I'm sure I'll do room reviews and hotel reviews as well um, in the future or in a future episode of A Joel New World. But, um, but yeah, it was fun. It was a great experience staying there. The rooms are a little bit small. Uh, that's one knock with pop century as well. If you have four people, it's really pushing it. And I think you can get up to five in there. I don't know how. But um, there's like a little Murphy bed table thing situation going on. So when you pull it down, you lose the table and uh, you have two beds. Um, So the rooms are not very big, but it's cheap. It's on property and they're they're updated. They're more modern. Um, I know people say it's like a hospital aesthetic, but um, I like it. It looks it's nice. It looks clean. Uh, It's got hard floors, so it's easier to clean as well. so yeah, it was a good experience. We had a good time. We hung out at Epcot uh, at the Festival of the Holidays. It was the opening day, so we were very excited. And we had a lot of cookies. We had way too many cookies. I probably should have brought a Ziploc bag or something like that. Or maybe if you need, if you go around like the Kidcot area, maybe you can get one of those little Ziploc bags and save some of those cookies. You know, but um, we did not plan ahead and we sadly had to throw out a couple of them because some of them were just incredibly too rich and too, you know, too much. But our first stop was at the Odyssey Pavilion, which is where you can meet Santa Claus at Epcot, which we did see him there while we were waiting. Opened up right when we got there, it pretty much opened up. This place has so many treats. Um, I was blown away with how much they had. It was like its own little bakery shop. There was so much stuff. They had like a Christmas wreath, cheesecake thing, I'm pretty sure it was. And they had several cookies. They had like at least three cookies, and we got them all. We had this like butter toffee chocolate one. We got the Spaceship Earth cookie, which is what they had last year. That was my favorite cookie of the day. Um, but we did not have the Linzer, which is normally my favorite one. Uh, the other cookie was like a peppermint pinwheel roll. It almost looks like one of those that you get from the, uh, grocery store in like the pre-made form. You can get like a pumpkin or a Christmas tree, you know, it kind of looks like that. That was good too. Um, but that first one, the butter toffee crunch thing or peanut brittle, whatever you want to call it, it was good. It tasted good, but that thing was solid, like a Werther, you know, like when you're eating like a Werther's, it was like solid Werther's, um, not as hard as a Werther's, but when you bite into it, it's like just biting into solid caramel. And I did not enjoy that. And I knew that that would not sit well if I ate the entire cookie. Um, so, you know, we didn't eat too much of that. My son tried to eat the sprinkles and the chocolate off of it and wasn't too successful, but all those snacks were really, really good. 
They had a beer flight there as well, which I did partake in. And they're really good. Um, I'm not one on too big on like those, you know, porter style ales unless it's really cold out. I just can't get through too many of those beers, but um, they were good for what I had. I think one was butter toffee. One was like a porter, like I said, and one was an IPA, uh, which was really, really good. And Epcot's really starting to incorporate these local breweries. And I know Ivanhoe Park Brewery, which is very close to where I work, um, was featured, which is awesome. And I've been meaning to try some of their beers. That was great to see. Uh, Crooked Can, which is a local brewery as well. Um, they were featured and they had a good beer as well. I think it was the Ba Hot Bug um, over in America, but we'll get there. And uh, the Odyssey Pavilion is not to be missed. It is very fun. It's very good. You could see Santa if you want to over there. And they have so many treats, so don't sleep on the Odyssey Pavilion. And if you're not sure where the Odyssey Pavilion is, it's kind of off by itself on the water. Um, so it's kind of set off to the side. But it's like that building that kind of looks like it's off to itself and kind of out of a, out of place. But, um, but yeah, it's over there. It's a really good place. It looks like they've done it up for Santa this year as opposed to last year. Last year was a little bit dirty, a little cobwebby, um, but it looks like they've cleaned it up. And that's where, um, at the Food and Wine Festival, where the Muppet Lab, the Brewing Lab was, which they themed beautifully. So, um, and I wanted to touch on something that Disney did improve. They improved the efficiencies of that line. So, you know, in a previous episode, it was probably two episodes ago. I can't remember, but um, if you want to listen back to that, I did critique the Odyssey Pavilion on the efficiency of getting the beverages in the center. So before they have two sides that you could order from, which I see the advantage of that. It's more money coming in. It seems more efficient, but when they both converge on the same bar in the center to get your beverages, that was a huge problem. So what they did instead was they made a bigger queue or a bigger line that kind of wrapped around. They had one entrance they had like four registers you can order at. And once you ordered, you went to the end, which was where the beverages are. So there was no more of this converging on the center bar. And it was much better, had a better flow. People weren't getting skipped over with their drink orders. And it was just beautifully done. And Disney's really good about that. Um, I can take credit for it in my previous episode. I know somebody from Disney was listening. But honestly, they probably were not. <laughs> they're, they're probably not listening to my podcast. But that's what Disney does. They they figure things out. They have eyes on the product. And they figure out what's the most efficient way to do things. And they could have made that change. I didn't go to food and wine after that experience. But they could have put that in place after I was there. Who knows? But um, kudos to Disney. They're really good at streamlining things. And if it's a problem, it's not going to be a problem for long. They're going to fix it. And that's what I love about Disney. When there's like inefficiencies like that, it just drives me nuts. Um, I don't know if you guys are like that too, but it just kind of drives me nuts. And I'm really, I really um, give kudos to Disney for that. So, um, good job, Disney. And that's why you continue to get my money for sure. Um, but... But yeah, 
I don't want to like take digs at other places, but you know, you know, Universal and SeaWorld sometimes they're not the most efficiently ran booths, and when things cost like so much money and certain amounts of money, um, at some point you need a customer experience as well as the item that you're receiving, and I feel like Disney 100% delivers on that customer experience, so um, they can justify a higher price point in my opinion. But anyways, I get off my soapbox there. Um, Festival of the Holidays was awesome. We made a full lap around the world showcase. Um, trying to kill time until our room was ready. It was kind of rainy. It was get, it's gotten a lot colder here in uh, Orlando. And today it was actually really cold. It was, I don't even think it made it out of the 50s. So that's pretty cold for here. And uh, definitely not the usual, but that's the beauty of living in Florida. Um, let's see over in America, we went to the American adventure. That's the show over in that big building next to Regal Eagle barbecue right across from the like theater outside where they have the candlelight processional and everything. Um, but we saw the American adventure for the first time. And that's just one of those things that you, if you don't like set your mind to it, to do it, then you're probably not going to do it. But I love the show. This show was awesome. It was like, carousel of progress on steroids and in a good way uh, like mark mcguire and sammy sosa steroids this was phenomenal uh me and my wife were like i don't think we've ever stopped in here to see this show and i'm so glad that we did it was amazing the theater was awesome the music the mark twain narration uh benjamin franklin narrates as well for a little bit there but changing scenes and like all of the animatronics the huge movie screen and kind of feels like you're moving as well it's just beautifully done and it's really a really really great job of succinctly um describing america in like you know 10 or 15 minutes i think it's like a 15 minute runtime but they did a really good job of summing up the history of america and one little cute thing was my daughter's been learning about the Mayflower and the Pilgrims and things like that. She remembered this like song or poem and she actually recognized the Mayflower when they said it. And that was, she's in kindergarten, but, um, we were just kind of blown away that she actually recognized that. But, um, the show was fantastic. If you have never, have never seen it, take the time and see it. Especially if you're like in the summer and want to get some air conditioning, That'd be a perfect show to see. And the closest I can... It's not really not Carousel Progress, but it's in that style. It's just more modern. And the animatronics are just great. I really enjoyed it. And uh, it's very moving as well. So, um, well done there, America in Epcot. That show was awesome. And I'll definitely be going back. But it was a really good way to, you know, kind of celebrate Thanksgiving and how America came to be. So it was a really good thing, and we might make that a tradition moving forward. So who knows? Um, I got the, over at the American Adventure, I got the, or America Pavilion, I got the gingerbread cookie. That's probably my least favorite. I'm not a huge gingerbread man cookie or gingerbread person cookie, but this one was okay. I'll give it that. It wasn't hard. Um, my kids liked it. They thought it was fun to like eat the leg or whatever, but it was cute. It was a decent cookie. And for Disney, these cookies aren't 
very expensive. They're like three to four fifty, I would say, maybe even five bucks for some of them. But that's a really a pretty good price, and these cookies are huge. Like they're not too thick, but they're they are bigger than the plates than they serve on sometimes. And um, kudos to them. That's a pretty cheap price, and uh, especially when you're looking at Gideon's cookies, those are like six plus six dollars plus per cookie. Um, and these aren't really Gideon's cookies, but uh, are on that level, but they are good cookies. It's good for the cookie stroll. And if you're not aware of the cookie stroll or these like little challenges that Epcot does at their festival, if you go get one of those little passport books when you first walk into the park or at any of the booths, they have them all there. You collect stamps for certain items and at the festival holidays, there's always a cookie stroll. So if you purchase five cookies, it could be all the same five cookies. It could be all five different cookies or a mix and match here and there. Um, you get a stamp at each one that you purchase as long as it's on that list. And the gingerbread cookie was on that list as well as the peppermint pinwheel one over at the Odyssey Pavilion. So each one has one cookie that you can get a stamp for if you purchase it. If you complete all five of them, you don't have to eat them all, but if you complete them all and purchase them, you um, get to redeem it over by the um, store over there at the port of entry. So there's not at the store, but it's across from the store. It's one of the holiday booths. Um, and, and yeah, so we did complete the cookie stroll. We got a wish cookie, like the star from the movie wish. Um, we also got a chocolate peppermint sundae in one of those like little plastic cups that they usually serve. Um, it tastes like a frosty, honestly, and it was really good, but, uh, we did complete that. We got a snickerdoodle cookie over in Canada. Actually got two of those to complete it. Those are really good. It's kind of made with Snickers and it's kind of like those lemon cookies with the sprinkles, like for the kids at the buffets. It tastes a lot like that. I'm sure it's the same recipe, but with like Snickers stuff on top, it's really good. Um, I'm trying to think of the other cookie that we had. We had one in Odyssey, one over in America, one in Canada. And there was one more. Oh, the black and white cookie over at Laheim. Um, over there. And that cookie was fine. It was like uh, one side was black, one side was white. Um, white chocolate, dark chocolate. And it was fine. It wasn't my favorite cookie. My favorite cookie of the day, like I said, was the Spaceship Earth one over in the Odyssey Pavilion. That one was just really good. But I know if I got the Linzer, for some reason we just skipped over that booth. We were like on a mission. I think we had to go to the bathroom or something and looked at the trains. Do you guys always stop at the train bathroom over in Germany? I feel like that's like the go-to. Because you can, if you're with someone else, you can look at the trains um, while the other ones are in the bathroom, whatever. But that's usually how it works out. So I think that's what happened there. Anyways cookie stroll was a success we really didn't get any normal food while we were there i hope to get back to epcot at least one more time it is a super short festival and that's a bummer but that one in the festival of the arts or the farts as we like to call it um both of those are extremely short festivals and i really really wish that on november 1st festival of the holidays would begin and kind of give it like a two-month period of operation. 
I think that would be perfect. I think um, Festival of the Arts or the Farts. Uh, feel free to to use that if you want to. Uh, I won't I won't trademark you or anything, but the Farts I think should be longer, and I think the uh, Festival Holiday should be longer. Those are two of my favorite festivals, and I think they're my two favorite festivals. Um, they do have characters um, and their countries with their own traditions, like Italy um, has their own version of Santa Claus, and the UK has their own, like Father Christmas. Um, they have Barn Santa over in, uh, I believe it's over in Germany or Norway in that area over there. They have people telling stories about how other countries celebrate Christmas. And that's a really cool thing um, to learn about. And it's just fun. What other place can you get this? So that's a really cool experience. Wish it was longer. I wish food and wine were shorter. I, I know that was the like original festival, but I don't know why it gets so much time at Epcot. Maybe they just don't want to turn the booths or something like that. But that one in the Flower and Garden feel like they take forever. Flower in the Garden is probably my least favorite festival. I do love seeing the topiaries and things like that. But man, that is, it's always so hot there. I can't eat anything that's hot when I'm super hot. Uh, it's just really challenging. And uh, if you do want to go to that one, I suggest going right when it opens in April, I think it is. But man, it's so hot. And if you hit food and wine at the right time, I think in July, it's super hot as well. So it's better to kind of wait until the weather turns uh, closer to like Halloween time. That would probably be the best time to hit food and wine as well. But I feel like I'm spending too much time on this. I'm going to move on. I could talk about it for um, hours and hours, but um, that's it. So on top of that, I did say that we got a wish cookie as our complete treat to the cookie stroll. We met Asha from the movie Wish. Uh, and if you're not sure what Wish is, that is the brand new movie from Disney. And we actually saw it at AMC Theaters in uh, Disney Springs. And I didn't know much going into it, what it was going to be, but that movie was fantastic. It was just wonderful. Um, it kind of feels like like an older style movie. It's definitely like a musical, kind of like Beauty and the Beast, Frozen, which I like it. And the kids, it holds the kids' attention as well. Um, and this is probably the first movie that we've actually made it through. Everybody's sitting in our four chairs watching a movie in a theater. So um, it was a hit in my book. A really fun movie. Um, the music in it was fantastic. It was phenomenal. Chris Pine does a really good job as the villain in this one. Um, I didn't know he could sing like that either. I know it's probably not like his cup of tea, but he did a really good job in this role. Um, Asha was really great. The story was, was good. And Alec, Alan Tudyk, uh, it voices Valentino, the goat. If you don't know, he's either the goat or a lamb. I don't know what you want to call him, but, um, he was really funny in this one. And Alan Tudyk is, uh, he's like a master of voices. So, um, if you've, seen him before you probably recognize him as the pirate from dodgeball um the vince vaughn movie and ben stiller he's the pirate in that one um but he also does a lot of voice work as well and this is one of them so 
this movie was fantastic. No complaints for me. The soundtrack was awesome, as you'd expect with a Disney movie. And I feel like if people just kind of would watch a movie and not really try to, you know, predict and do things like that and overthink it too much and just enjoy it for what it is or like, you know, try to figure out the better ending to make a movie better and make it your own way. Like, I feel like if people just stop doing that sometimes, I know it's fun to do sometimes, I do it myself. But I feel like if people just stopped doing it and enjoyed the movie for what it was and accepted for what it was, people would enjoy these movies so much more. Um, you know, Disney's not trying to make a political stance with their movies or anything like that. They're just trying to make a good, fun movie for families and tells a good story with these wonderful characters. And that's what Wish does. It is fantastic. Go see it. Um, or if not, definitely see it when it comes out on disney plus but it is worth your time it is really good better than i thought it would be um but anyways saw wish festival of holidays check we've completed all four parks for the holiday season that's one thing that we like to check off our our list early and we did it early this year so that's good if illnesses come up we've already crossed it off our list so um last year we did not get to animal kingdom and I think we got to all the other ones. Maybe even Hollywood. No, we got to Hollywood. So I think we missed out on Animal Kingdom last year. We really wanted to do that. Um, but after Epcot, we went and checked into the room. We wanted to see if the kids would take a nap or whatever. Um, did not. So we just went ahead and went over to Animal Kingdom that night. And wanted to see the lights and how they decorate for Christmas and things like that. Wanted to see the the tree of life show as well. It's just like a little five minute show that they do every 10 or 15 minutes. That was really good too. Kind of cool. Um, let's see. What else do we do? We went to the boneyard. That is the highly recommended kids playground area there. And I really hope they keep it because it wouldn't be too hard once they put in Indiana Jones to keep that boneyard theme. It's kind of like an excavation site. So it really goes hand in hand with archaeology and Indiana Jones and all that. So I could really see them keeping the boneyard there. And one of the best decorations was actually right there for Christmas. It's that dinosaur skeleton. It was lit up in like flashing blue lights and it had like a Santa face on and a Santa hat. It was really cute and really cool. They did a really good job with the lights. And I really hope they keep that or at least some form of that. It's a really huge playground. It's all enclosed. If you take the bridge over, you can get over to a dig site where you're playing in a huge sandbox, basically. My kids love it. And it's easily the best playground on Disney property. So, um, so yeah, it was really good. And speaking of playgrounds, All-Star Movies had a really great playground as well. So, um, just want to throw that in there. But, anyways, we got to all the parks. We went to Hollywood Studios for Jollywood Nights, which is my main talking point here, um, which I'll get to in just a second. Love Hollywood at Christmas time. I really wish they would do something for Halloween there, um, kind of like California Adventure does in, out in uh, California for Oogie Boogie's Bash. I wish they would do something with Hollywood Studios. I think he could have a lot of fun with that um, decorating Hollywood Studios. Um, but yeah. The next day, we went to 
So we checked in on Friday. Saturday we went over to Disney Springs around 10 o'clock. Movie started at 10.30. Got there and it was busy. Uh, the crowd was definitely there at Disney Springs. And it was Black Friday. so um, And I didn't put two and two together. But Black Friday probably wasn't the best day to be at Disney Springs. And I just now kind of put that together. So, uh, But anyways, the crowd arrived right at noon like when our movie was done. It was just an explosion of people. But so many people there. We kind of just decided to go home. and uh, Or not home, but back to the all-star movies. Rested up for a little bit. Kids went to the arcade. Playground did their thing. And then we went to Magic Kingdom for the evening. And we got Genie Plus. So Genie Plus really went down in price. It went up to like 35 at one point. But we really wanted to do the Jingle Cruise. And they had one available at like 8 o'clock at night. So we booked that. And that's one of my like favorite tips. If you know you're going to go later in the day get genie plus whenever you start seeing like nighttime um availability times on genie plus start booking those because you can book them every two hours and really stack up your night beautifully so um highly recommend that but we got like an eight o'clock or eight fifteen jingle cruise time so we didn't get to do that last year everybody was just feeling like crud like crap and uh didn't feel good so we didn't get to do that, so we definitely wanted to do that this year. Um, what else? We got wanted to do the People Mover. We got to do that. We we were able to book Haunted Mansion. We booked Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. What else did we book? We booked... I know there was one other one, but we really wanted to get on Jingle Cruise, and we did that. And it's just a delight. Um... And Jingle Cruise is so much fun. Um, it's basically Jungle Cruise, but with a little bit of a holiday spin on it or a Christmas spin on it. And it's just really funny. Um, but uh, Jingle Cruise, if you haven't done it, I highly suggest it. And if you're looking to save money and you really want to do that one and avoid the wait times, just go during the fireworks. Because we actually ended up going during the fireworks and we didn't even have a full boat. And there wasn't anybody behind us in line either. So it was a walk-on during the fireworks. Um, that is my pro tip for you. If there's one attraction you really want to do, go during the fireworks. It's going to be your best opportunity. Oh, we did Peter Pan's Flight as well. That's another high wait time attraction. Um, we did that. I don't know if that one, I haven't tried that one during the fireworks, but I would imagine it's very similar. That one takes a lot longer because its capacity is much smaller. But, um, but yeah, I got the back of the boat on the Jingle Cruise, and I love that seat. Normally, I'm like in that awkward seat where me and some other dude are touching knees at the, the middle of the, the boat, and I'm like trying to look around at everything around me, and it's kind of hard to see sometimes. So, I got at the, the very back of the boat. I had full view of everything in front of me, and that's like the perfect seat. So, uh, and nobody was really sitting around us either because it wasn't a full boat. So it was a perfect way to ride Jingle Cruise. Um, really, really good. Other than that, uh, you know, looked at a little bit of merchandise, got some balloons for the kids. And when we left the park, man, it was busy. <clears throat> That's one thing I just remembered just now. So 
that's why I enjoy making these episodes because I get to recount my visit and then I have these aha moments like, aha, I remember that. Um, and this kind of sucked, but we decided to take the ferry boat back um, to the TTC, the parking lot at Magic Kingdom. You either have to take the monorail or the ferry boat to get back. The monorail line was slammed as usual, so you know we decided we took the monorail on the way in. We wanted to take the ferry boat on the way back, and man, it was busy. The wait times weren't that busy at Magic Kingdom for whatever reason. Maybe people weren't buying Genie Plus or whatever, but man, this boat was full. It was full. They had to say that um, they know that the boat can fit over 600 people or about 600 people on it. And there had to have been around that on the boat. Everybody was shoulder to shoulder on the boat, um, except for the stairs. You couldn't get on the stairs. Um, it's a it's against the law there. So, um, luckily, if you're ever in that situation, find a spot, post up right by the staircase because nobody's going to be behind you, or they shouldn't be. Um, and you're not gonna if you're kind of have like a phobia i don't know if that's the right word but like of a fear of being around so many people and i feel like that's a common one or maybe an anxiety of being around so many people i feel like that's a more common one nowadays with the pandemic and having gone through that but um if you're like that like myself i i hate being around a ton of people like i don't hate people but i just don't like being around a bunch of people it freaks me out and um but we kind of posted up on this wall that was right in front of the staircase and it was a perfect spot, but man, people were getting cranky and it was just a lot of people on that boat and it didn't feel that busy in the park. So sometimes magic kingdom kind of be a little sneaky like that, but I thought that was a funny story. Again, Disney was very efficient. We got on the boat in a timely manner. I wish we probably, I think it probably would have been quicker if they just, Loaded up three to four hundred as opposed to six hundred people. Got it out there. Got the boat back. I think that would have been a better way to do it because trying to make the room kind of eat, eats up a lot of time. You know, you're like, all right, everybody shove in, shove in. We know we can get more on here. And that just kind of happened repeatedly until we filled up. But uh, I think if they loaded up, you know, three fourths that amount and then came back, I think it might be a little more efficient. But what do I know? Um, But anyways, I thought it would have taken... We're kind of the ones to linger on the ferry boat till the end. But we really didn't have a choice on this one. We just kind of got shoved out. And people are ruthless, man. They'll, like, cut you off. And you kind of have to take a stance on... Or take a stand on on some of these. But um, we just kind of went with the flow. And I thought it would have been, like six or seven minutes to get off the boat but it, we were off in like two minutes so again kudos to disney they do a fantastic job with efficiencies and streamlining processes so good on them um, they do have an upper deck to dismiss from which i think helped tremendously i forgot about that they have an upper section where people can walk on and off the boat and i think that definitely helped so kudos to disney that kind of ties a bow on our um, staycation for Black Friday. We had a blast. We got to do all of our um, parks for the holidays that we wanted to do on top of Jollywood Nights, which is at Hollywood Studios. 
That is the brand new event at Hollywood Studios this year for Christmas. We do have Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party coming up in early December, so we're very excited for that. But we went to the second ever Jollywood Nights over at Hollywood Studios. Heard a lot, a lot of negative feedback from the first one. And again, I think Disney really knocked it out of the park with listening to these inefficiencies and fixing the issue. There were still some, yeah, but um, they did a much better job, and I commend them for that. But um, let's start with what we did. So we went there around 2 o'clock or maybe even around noon. We wanted to go there. We were staying at the Dolphin. Again, I'm using my, my points. I feel like I should be a spokesperson for Marriott Bonvoy, but we had a free night, and we just had to pay the parking over there, which is like 30 It keeps going up. It's like $34 a night. But, um, again, great location on the boardwalk. Not too bad. So we get there. There's a little walking path over to Hollywood Studios, and if you're not – where there are also like little friendship boats that go like the ones you see on the lagoon in um, Epcot, the exact same boats, but you can take it from the Swan and Dolphin. It'll take you there as well. Or you can walk it like we did. It's really like a 10 minute walk, maybe 12 minutes, depending on your speed. Uh, really not too bad, especially when it's not hot. It's a really good walk. So we did that. Wanted to go. We ate at um, Woody's what is it? Woody's Roundup Barbecue, I think it's called. Something like that, right? Or just uh, Roundup Barbecue. And it was really good. We had a great time. It's not the best barbecue that you're ever going to eat in your life. But it's it's fine. Um, the star of the show is the theming. And we had really great service. I'd heard some knocks on service being poor in the past. But they really did a great job. They were attentive and they did everything that we could have asked. So um, the service was fantastic. The theming was out, um, incredible out of this world. And it really felt like you were in an extension of Toy Story Mania. So uh, really good job there. The theming was awesome. We always had something to look at. They do these like little things. You can hear like footsteps like Andy's coming. Um, and if Andy is coming, you have to stay still like you're a toy. So that's one part of it that we really enjoyed. And then every like five or 10 minutes, they have like someone coming over the intercom system and doing something. One time we heard party source Rex doing his thing and it was just a lot of fun. Um, it's kind of like family style there. The best thing was probably the chicken was good. The ribs weren't bad. Um, let's see. The dessert was really good. The chocolate silk pie was fantastic. I wonder if you can get two. I don't know if you can get two of those or not, but if you could, I would. Um, the appetizers were good. They had like a cucumber and tomato salad, um, an actual salad. They had um, the bread was really good with like a pepper jam kind of a sweet pepper jam that was delicious as well um they also had fried pickles as a side that you could get those were good um everything was good like it was good theme park food 
it's not at the level of like La Cellier or an Epcot or any of those other places around the world showcase. It's not that quality, but it is family style and it suits everyone really well. Um, the kids had mac and cheese as well and they had a really cute forky cupcake at the end. But again, I feel like you're going there for the experience and the food is just there for the ride. So don't go in expecting to have the best meal that you're ever going to have in your life because that's not going to happen. But if you go in trying to have fun and have a unique experience, that 100% will happen. So a really fun time, really, really cute. And I loved it. I wish they would make a pizza planet like this. Um, I know they already have a pizza Rizzo, but if they made a pizza planet, I would love that. So, um, I'm here for the, the heavy, heavy theming and incorporating IP into the parks and into your restaurants and resorts. I'm here for that. So keep it up, Disney. Good job. All right. So we did that. We basically just went and ate. We played Midway Mania or Toy Story Mania, I should say. That was fun. I got the high score in the vehicle, so no big deal. Uh, anyways, it was a lot of fun. Then we walked back, um, got a got a little rest before the party because the party does start at eight thirty. Um, guests can arrive. I want to say two hours before that, if you have this ticketed event. But we were annual pass holders, so we got in earlier anyway. And uh, we did notice that you can meet Santa Claus over in the It's a Wonderful World or It's a Wonderful Life gift shop. And this one's been closed since the pandemic. So I was very excited to see it reopen. And it's really well done and it's a perfect place to meet Santa Claus. And they have like a virtual queue system too, which is nice. I think that's a great idea. But we were able to walk right in. This was while the park was open. And I don't believe that Santa Claus is there during the Jollywood Nights party. So get there before 8 o'clock. Anyways, Santa Claus was great. We got to go back and It's a Wonderful Life uh, gift shop. Next is Muppets. I hope that one opens very soon. I hope they're working on that. It looks like the Muppets are having a resurgence again. So um, so I really, really hope that they open the Muppets gift shop, gift shop right there again. That was one of my favorite ones in that little uh, little area back there. And I really hope they keep the It's a Wonderful life Christmas shop open uh, after Santa Claus, but who knows? We'll see. Um, so yeah, we met Santa Claus. We got to the party. Um, they do give out coasters when you're leaving, so that was pretty nice. We all got, we ended up with eight coasters, so that's something. Uh, not bad. I feel like an ornament might be better, but I know you get those over at Mickey's Very Merry Party, but again, hey, I'm happy with it. All right, on to the good. So, Jollywood Nights was a success for our family. And, like I said in a previous episode, we tried to avoid the crowds. And I think this was a really good strategy. And, in an event that only has, let's say, yeah, four hours, you don't want to spend half of it in line, right? You don't want to spend an hour and a half of it standing in a line because it's going to detract from your experience so i'm going to tell you what we did and about how long it took us to wait which was not much time at all um 
The real highlight of the night for me was we got into the virtual queue for Rise of the Resistance. I was a little hesitant on it because Tron's virtual queue really takes a long time. So I was hesitant to do it, but uh, we got it and I actually got into it right before the park closed. So they called our group around like 11.30 or 11.45. So it could have helped to get into a later time slot. Uh, I'm not really sure, but the biggest shocker was we walked right on to Rise of the Resistance. So it was me. I went solo because my kids don't want to ride that one yet. And uh, I walked through it. It took the longest part just getting through the line because that line is really long. Uh, this The standby line, the normal standby line. That one's a really long line, but um, it was me. Uh, another couple or like a, a father and son and then a family of three or four I believe and that was it in our little group and that's all I saw for a while so that's all that went in and I got the front row and I got to skip a seat because I was with the dad and the son so it was just us three in one vehicle and then the other party of four in the other vehicle and that was fun that was really cool um, walking through it and just walking on to rise of the resistance that never happens. So for anything else, you can say that it was basically a $20 value, sometimes 25. Uh, if you buy the individual lightning lane, it does cost around $20 on average. So, um, I didn't have to get that. I just got the virtual queue for that. Walked right on to that. That was a blast. I love that ride. It's like three attractions in one. It's so much fun. And my favorite part is that little drop when you're dropping out of the evacu evacuation tube or the evacuation pod. That's my favorite part. Um, but everything on there is really great. Uh, Slinky Dog Dash, we got the rider swap because, again, my kids are a little bit young. They don't want anything that thrilling yet. Uh, and my son's just not tall enough for it either. So we got the rider swap. I waited in the line. And it was from start to finish 20 minutes so slinky dog dash i waited about 20 minutes riding all was done my wife got a fast pass she was on in 10 minutes or less so that was worth it as well that was a really good experience too um <coughs> ride wise i would say the highlight of the night was getting alien swirling saucers to ourselves. And I know you're saying that's not a huge attraction or a huge ride, but to my daughter, that was awesome. So she got to ride a total of six or seven times. And me and my wife would kind of trade off because my son was napping at this time. Again, it's very late at night, but me and my wife would trade off. And, uh, and sometimes she even got to ride, you know, two times in a row. So she got to stay on cause nobody else was in the line and, once she got done with that, she's like, I want to go again. I want to go again. So then she'd switch off with me. We'd go back through. And then I even got to stay on it two times in a row as well. So we had a fantastic time. It was a blast. And just don't overthink things, right? I think that's like the theme of the episode. Don't overthink things. Go with the flow. And most importantly, have fun. Uh, and maximize every minute of your party. Because you're paying for it, right? So we thought the best way was to avoid all lines and it turned out to be a great success for us. 
Um, I would recommend doing the same, but if you're there for those premium experiences like the Brown Derby Lounge, which we did not do, um, the Tip Top Lounge or Tip Top Club, we did not do that as well. But we did have some amazing drinks um, and cocktails, holiday-themed cocktails, um, holiday-themed food as well. And I'll just go through and say that the cocktails were really well done. So... Um, I did have a holiday old fashioned over in the market. That's kind of like the uh, Municipurg area. Uh, we were over there just as it opened for the night. I think it opened right at eight o'clock or something like that. Got in line. They added a portable bar or a portable register to kind of speed things along. And again, that one took a little bit longer than it should have. Um, things are pre-made and the drinks are, you know, I know they, my drink had a fancy like ice sphere. So maybe that took a while, but the food should have already been prepared. Cause a lot of it was, we had the macaroons, like the, the ones with the coconut. It's like a mound of coconut. Those were delicious. Um, my old fashioned was delicious as well. Had like a warming sensation with all those spices and holiday spices and things like that. Really good. I loved it. Um, then we went over to, I want to say it's Fairfax fair over in front of tower of terror. So we got to see like the projection show that was playing on the tower of terror. That was brilliant. Uh, they do a fantastic job with projections and nobody really lights a candle to projections, um, to Disney on projections, I should say. Um, we had a holiday martini over there. That one was fantastic as well. Um, really great. We got the Donald Tree Sipper. We got a couple of those. Um, really cute. It's kind of like the Candy Corn Sipper. But we were able to get a couple of those trees. And I think they're trying to get rid of those things because they're everywhere. Um, the only one that we were not able to score. We did score the uh, Musical Box, the gold one. That one's like one of my favorites. I love that one. It plays a different song this year. It's like a Music Box um, 10. And it spins around and shows like a different display of scenes as it rotates around the bucket and it plays, we wish you a Merry Christmas. That one's awesome. But the one we have not seen yet is the Mickey Mouse Nutcracker, which I'm um, holding out hope for at the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. That one looks amazing. And I hope it's at the party at least. Um, And I think it might be. But anyways, that was really good. All the beverages were delicious. We went over to Baseline Tap House, got a charcuterie board, and got um, a beer margarita, like I said I would want to get. That one was delicious as well. Um, We went over to the dockside. We got the Christmas tree cookie. It's like a stack cookie. That one was really good, and it was huge. Like, it was a huge cookie. Um, And I was forced to eat it all. So, it was fantastic. And... They had like a, what kind of drink? They had a little, uh, like an orange cranberry cocktail over there that with Crown Royal in it. That was delicious as well. And again, I can't say enough positive things about the beverages at Jollywood Nights. That is like the star of the show. The beverages were fantastic. Um, they had a sugar cookie martini over at like a, a bar cart as well, which was really good as, as well. I had a drink of that and, uh. It was just fantastic. It was just a really good time. 
the food and beverage at this event was really good. It was really well done. And again, I'm not going to wait forever in lines and and things like that. I'm just not going to do that. So um, I think we played it right and did the right strategy of avoiding the long lines and getting what you can get. And it worked out perfectly to a T. We had an amazing time. Um, we got to ride some incredible rides with little to no wait time. I got a whole road of myself on Star Tours. <laughs> which I had never done. I was hoping to be the spy, the rebel spy, but I've already done that before. I can already check that one off my list, but I got a whole row to myself and that was a lot of fun too. It's kind of nice when you get the whole seat and the whole armrest to yourself. Um, so that was a blast. That was fun. Um, we got to see Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. That was pretty good as well. It's not my favorite nighttime show, but it was good. It's really well done. The Snope that is going on constantly was a lot of fun as well. And it's just fun walking around Hollywood Studios with little to no people in it. So, like Galaxy's Edge, you can walk through. Nobody was back there. Um, Toy Story Land, nobody was in there or it was very limited. That was a lot of fun. Um, and it's just a really different and unique experience of experience a normally overcrowded park with nobody in it. It's so much more enjoyable. And it was just a blast. We had a fantastic time and we had no complaints about the party. So it was a success. And if we would do it again next year, I think the short answer is we probably would do it again next year if we could. So, um, so yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, the four hours goes by really quick and we had a really good time. One of the stars of the show was the pimento, kimchi dip with like uh I'm trying to think of what was it's it like wonton strips that were fried those were like your chips and that was really good uh, pimento and kimchi mixed together never had it before but it was really good um so yeah everything there was fun everything was great i thought the theming of the party was fun um one knock was they didn't have much merchandise for the this this exclusive event. Sorry. Um, but uh, they did not have too much merchandise. And in fact, I think they only had one t-shirt. So, and again, if you were in line for that t-shirt, they pretty much just asked you what size do you want? Here it is. What size do you want? And that kind of streamlined things as well. So again, we're kind of talking about uh, Disney adjusting and, you know, streamlining things and making things more efficient. And this is just another example of how they do that so well. So, so again, hats off to Disney. Um, and I did see like a food and beverage supervisor or manager at every single booth on the second night. So they were definitely on top of it and they definitely wanted everybody's experience to be a good one. So, so yeah, that about wraps up today's episode. I was just kind of blabbering about what I like to do and what we did this past weekend and week. Um, and yeah, that's why we love Disney and Walt Disney world. There's so much to do here and there's so much to do, especially when you're a local. Um, that's why we moved here was to do these unique experiences. And I started this podcast to get to talk about them and share my experiences with you and share my expertise, if you will, or just not even expertise, but just, you know, some of my tips that we practice that might help you in your future trip or 
um, you know, further on down the line. And I hope in a future episode, um, I definitely want to recount my Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party and let you know if we do get the Mickey Nutcracker popcorn bucket or not. Um, but I do want to like kind of do something with the resorts. This year we really hit the staycations hard. And we got to experience many, many new resorts this year. And I want to kind of maybe compile like a top 10 list or something like that. Or, you know, give you different options for staying at different resorts. The benefits like the Monorail or the Skyliner or a value resort. Uh, or maybe the food court is awesome like at Pop Century. Um, but yeah, so that... Uh, that could be a future episode down the line or maybe even taking a look at individual resorts and breaking them down solo for an episode. We'll see how that shakes out. If you have any preference, let me know. Um, on X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, send me a post, formerly known as a tweet. On uh, Twitter, at a Joel New World. If you're looking to find me, go to a joelnewworld.com. It can't get much easier than that has everything that you're looking for for Joel New World content YouTube channel, the podcast um, go over to my T Public uh, storefront I'm constantly adding new and fun designs, I have a lot of Christmas ones coming out right now, tis the season um, I had a lot of Thanksgiving designs that sold like hotcakes so go out there, get your designs now <coughs> at tpublic.com just search in a Joel New World. You'll go right to my storefront and see everything that I have to offer. So I have a lot of fun designs out there. Also check out Redbubble. It's basically like TeePublic, but with more options. Like you can get clocks of these favorite designs and things like that. Um, but yeah, go out there, find it. Thank you so much for your support. Um, and until next time, remember, never let anyone sign your checks. Play me off, Kevin.